it's a side piece of this, this podcast. We might help somebody out there. What tips do you have for somebody who, who works a nine-to-five, but they have this skill set or this passion, they want to pick up a few hours or a few bucks outside of work, what, what's the tip that you give them if they're, if they're looking for a side hustle? Networking, networking, networking. I, I, I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat as I am, but almost every side hustle that I've gotten is because I know somebody that needs something. Yes. Or I'm recommended to somebody that needs something. Right. Presented by MostMetro.com and produced at Brian's Dining Room Table, a podcast presented by two guys by Most who Metro. love life com. in Dayton, and Ohio. Produced at Brian's the Brian Dining Room Table podcast. A podcast by now. two guys who love life in Dayton, Ohio. The Brian and Brian podcast starts now. Well, this is Brian. And this is Brian. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about side hustle because we know many, many people in this fine city and in the Miami Valley. And most of the people that we know are doing a little something extra on the side. They're not just doing this nine to five gig. They've got a nine to five gig plus a little bit of writing plus a little bit of they've got their band that they're working on they're doing some maybe it's volunteer work but they've got a little bit of something extra and so we just wanted to talk about is is the side hustle something that everybody has to do is it just something that falls into the realms of the creatives yeah that's what like i feel like every developer writer uh designer photographer artist they all have a side hustle, and we've talked about this before. Like, where does that come from? Is it out of necessity, financial, or is it necessity out of a creative side? Like for me, my side hustle, I got some things that are strictly cash money. It's I do the work because it's that's dollars in my pocket. But other gigs I take because it allows me to do X that I'm not doing in my nine to five. Yeah, I think that's more of where my side hustles are moving and definitely side hustle becomes different when you've got a steady nine to five that you enjoy doing because that I think satisfies some of that creative or monetary or um, soul filling needs but there's always going to be those little pieces that are like yeah, I'm doing all of this great stuff, 40, 45, 50 hours a week, but there's other things that I really want to try. Yeah, I think as I look at my friends that are have side hustles, it seems to break into three categories. There's the folks who, like Nathan Collier, who had this real entrepreneurial spirit to him, and he wanted to work for himself. So the side hustle, he built up over time to make it his hustle, and he ditched the 9 to 5. And then you've got guys that are sort of like me in the middle – that like that extra cash in their pocket. There's something I'm trying to do outside of my family's normal budget so I can make a few hundred dollars, thousand dollars extra month to put aside for a purchase or for a project. And then there's the guys that are really, and I may fall on this line a little bit too, looking for a creative outlet that they're not getting uh, in their nine to five and they can make a little cash when they do that as well. That's your Etsy stores, that's your uh, it's your your t-shirt business on the side. That's a bartending, maybe. That's a passion, but it's also cash. People people doing they have their band on the side. Sure. I mean, most people. I mean, a lot of like local bands probably know. And I'm sorry if I'm breaking anybody's hearts or bursting any bubbles. 
that their band isn't going to ever be more than Dayton famous or Ohio famous. It takes right. a lot to get that sort of recognition. So they do it for fun. They do it for because, hey, this is a great, fun outlet for this music that I used to do. But during the day, they're a teacher. During the right. day, they screw uh, toothpaste caps on top of toothpaste sure. tubes. Whatever they happen yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they've got that side. But is it, is it just creatives, though? Like, I, I, I don't think... Well, I do know teachers, but their side hustle is really dedicated to the summer mm-hmm. that are construction, they're painters, uh, they're laborers, they're, they're, uh, they're building houses. But in the summer, the teacher hat comes off, they're camp counselors, they're... They're tutored. There's something they're doing in the summer. That's, that's shocking because I know teachers get paid so much money and they've got these ma- amazing cars and houses. They get paid year round whether they're or not. I don't know why. They, they only have to work that. nine months a year. We're doing I just, people. I, listen, I, I did not know until recently when I found out these teachers were working in the summer. Just ridiculous. Um, so I do know there's teachers, there's creatives. Uh, there are the... the uh, there's I know a lot of theater folks and and uh, service industry folks. Is it just is it just is it just us? But I don't think it's I I think it's I don't think it's just because you're not doing necessarily a job because you want the nine to five. I mean you you have the stability. Yes, you need the money. Yes, it's nice to have a roof over your head. But you're doing it in some way, shape, or form because it's something you enjoy. And I think with teachers, that bleeds into the summer where they do other stuff that they enjoy. Because I know a lot of the, the teachers that I've worked with at Sinclair and at the School of Advertising Art, they have their own side businesses. Mm-hmm. So it's not just because they're not cheap. They're teaching because they love teaching. getting students into the design field and showing them all these amazing design things. But they're also working because they love to do the design. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. Cause I don't know anybody, and maybe you do with the side hustle. It's like, yeah, during the day I am a writer, but at night I do manual labor for third shift. I mean, I don't know anybody. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be looking for a side hustle where they're putting rivets into sheet metal at the right, factory. Right, right. Um, that's a second job and not a side hustle. Um, then what's the difference between a side hustle and a second job? Well, I think you just defined it, Brian, but thanks for asking. I, I think that it's a passion thing. Like I think if I just strictly needed extra cash, I could go work the drive-through at, at a fast food place, mm-hmm. uh, which would be really inefficient financially speaking. It's nine dollars yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah. For a side hustle, I could brew something that I'm really passionate about for four or five times that hourly rate, right? Um, or like when you were Ubering. Sure. You know, I don't think your, yeah. your side you, – you had a passion project. Like, you know what? I write copy during the day, but damn it, I want to move people around at night. But Why you know, can't though, I be a taxi driver? Um, the Uber thing, though, was lucrative, and mm-hmm. it provided real fodder for storytelling and right. for writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's I think it's why I went toward Uber during that period of time versus uh, a night shift manager at Arby's. For instance, right? I mean, I'm sure nothing that, against the roast beef, but Uber provided something that I guess that is between a side hustle and a part-time job. Right. Yeah. I it, the motivation. Yeah. Well, and I think also for a side hustle, you're not looking to do it. You know, you don't want to be there five to midnight. You just want to be able to say like, I'm going to pick this up 
and do it when I have the ability. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of the projects that I have on the side now is that if I if I tell the client I've got de- ten hours a month dedicated to you, it doesn't matter when that ten hours is done. It could be Monday morning before work, it could be Sunday night late at night, mm-hmm. it could be Wednesday uh, when I'm suffering insomnia. Uh, I can knock out the work. So you're right. I'm not punching a clock at another place uh, to, to do the to do that work. And you can say no if someone says, you know, I want you to do this particular thing, you can say, mm, no, that's not yeah. the side hustle that I do. So, okay, so let's 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 make this beneficial to the public. Uh, that's a side that's a side piece of this this podcast. We might help somebody out there. What tips do you have for somebody who who works a 9 to 5, but they have this skill set or this passion, they want to pick up a few hours or a few bucks outside of work? What what's the tip that you give them if they're if they're looking for a side hustle? Networking, networking, networking. I, I, I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat as I am, but almost every side hustle that I've gotten is because I know somebody that needs something. Yes. Or I'm recommended to somebody that needs something. Right. So I think the biggest thing you could do is if you're looking for just side hustle is to network, to get out in the community, to go to events like New Media Dayton if you're into that. I know online, if you go to meetup.com, you can sign up for different things. For specific interests, yeah. Yeah, and then you go to those different events. Like if you're into golf, I'm sure there are groups of golfers that meet, or they might have tweet-ups, or... But I think that's it. Like every, everybody I know it's, that's, that has the side hustle, it's because they have the skill set, their network, people know they have a skill set, and when someone says, I'm looking for a guy. I can do some awesome design work. I only need them three hours a week. Do you know somebody? And I say to that person, I know some designers. Right. I've been around the building at SAA a few times. I I send people your, you know, I haven't seen your way lately, but we, you you match them up mm-hmm. to free and it, and people are just looking for for that opportunity. Um, for me, for as far as what to tell somebody outside of being networked, is know what you want. Do you want a reoccurring monthly commitment or do you want to give it a try and do a design project or it's a one-off for a few hundred dollars and then you're like, okay, that was fun. And then a month later, another one-off. Or do you want to, as we've begun to do, I think both of us, where we have reoccurring clients asking for things every month, then you can count on that revenue stream, that pace, the cadence, and the expectations. And that's another thing about, you know, when you set up your side hustle, I don't know about you, I like the clients that... Every week, I know that I'm doing this project. I have this many hours, and I have to have it done by then. So I will pick up those projects because it's nice to be able to go like, all right, this is when I'm getting paid. I'm pretty sure this is how much I'm going to get. Keep it slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I would recommend is don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, you know, that's a problem I, I had early on, uh, three or four years ago, five years ago, and I've been better at telling somebody when they give me the pitch to say, I can't deliver on that and, and, and turn down the job. Mm-hmm. I've turned down more jobs than I've taken in the last six months because I didn't have the, the capability to do well at my eight to five, manage my current clients, and then add another client that was just going to disrupt my pace at home or my kids' schedule or, you know. And I think that 
saying no and figuring out what you want is probably the hardest part of the side hustle. Because when you're first starting to do some stuff, you want to try to get as much as you possibly can. And then right. sometimes you're going to get these projects, you're like, oh, that was terrible. I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. And sometimes you go, oh, that was delightful. I want to do more of these. So part of that early exploration in the side hustle is taking a lot of different things and going, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And for me, uh, that was part of it was knowing what I wanted to do is I took some work that I was proficient, but not passionate about. So then right. it was, that was the same drudgery as my day job, and that wasn't fun. And then I, the problem for me is then I underbid it. So now I'm doing this drudgery work, and I'm not <laughs> even making, I'm making money, but I'm not making real money like 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 I deserved. Uh, so it took me a while to a turn down projects that I wasn't really interested in, point that to somebody else, and then also price it at a way that was enough motivation to do the work, do the work well, and not regret my accepting the bid and be a good person I was having this conversation with somebody else this morning it's like if you can't take the work because maybe you don't have the time maybe they're not willing to pay you what you're asking for you know if you get into this network and you start knowing people I could be like you know what I don't have the capacity to do that work or interest but I know Brian Suddeth does some amazing writing and some storytelling so maybe you, know, you should contact him and see if he has availability. Yeah. Because yeah. then you're going to get other people in the community that are, you know, if people know that you're passing off work too, you're going to get other people in the community that are going to start returning right. the favor. And I, I've had that too where I've, I've taken jobs and then subbed the work out, which is really then you're managing projects or somebody. It's, and then after that, I just decided keep me out of the loop. I don't need my 15% markup. I'm going to send you to the guy that's really doing this work for me, and I got out of the sub business, except for you, and I call you late at night crying and asking for a quick design fix. I, I still... I, it's, it's touching to me yeah. that you that my late night calls or... <laughs> I don't know if that's really subcontracting work because I don't pay you appropriately. It's more of like I'm in a hole through a rope. Well, that's different, I think, than subbing. I think a lot, I think a lot of that work can be... But then you get that reputation, too, of, oh, I need something done in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's running late. Who do I call? Yeah. This guy. Yeah, so now I try. If I can't do the job entirely on my own, I've been saying no. Mm -hmm. Because getting over my head and calling in favors from a WordPress specialist or SEO specialist or designer like you that can fix a crappy JPEG and get it to me in a vector that I need it. I was relying on too many personal favors mm -hmm. uh, with friends and, and colleagues, and that's not where I wanted to be. And I couldn't compensate them as well as they deserved. Um, so now I've tried to scale my projects back where I have control and I have the, the, the capacity. Yeah, for me it was I want to help everybody. Unfortunately. Whoa, whoa, whoa you? <laughs> Slow your roll, Brian Petro. Yes. For those of you who have never met me before, I do want to help everybody. So I have a hard time saying no to a lot of projects, which at the beginning of the year, I'd say the first half of the year, caused a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, that also taught me a lesson to start being a little slower as to what to take, budgeting the time a little bit better. 
etc., etc., etc. So you also have to temper that. Well, I want to help my mm-hmm. friends, but if I say yes to everything and then I can't get the work done, yeah, that reputation starts to cling to you mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because reputations are a very fickle thing. Uh, in this town, fickle. Let me begin to start the word. How much time do you spend though now in front of the project? Like I would take a project like, look, it's a simple, it's a simple website conversion. Taking this thing my cousin's uh, son did, I need you to put it into WordPress and we're good to go. But then what really happens is you bid that project, five hundred thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, whatever. But then they're like, but also we really need to freshen all this content up and a new logo and you're doing that could you just throw in some facebook images too like you agreed to to x but now the scope has increased so not even on the monetary monetary side time commitment resources capacity expertise that's when you put on your agency hat and say yes i can do a logo for you for another five hundred dollars that's i can do content for you for another thousand dollars or whatever your your price happens to be but you have to stop scope creep. That's the thing. That's, that's, that's a thing. That's a, that's a huge thing for your side hustle is – and I've been pushing back a little bit more with some clients where, like, can you do this? I'm like, yes, this is a skill set that I have. Can you do this? No. Sure. And so finding those barriers for yourself as well – are important because you don't want to say yes I can do this skill and then have to learn it and then like you were saying all of a sudden you know I underbid it and mm-hmm. this, this project that should have taken me three or four hours I thought is now in its 12th hour sure and um, you're calling somebody in tears at 3 a.m. and suddenly Arby's drive-through is looking good yes uh, that's where I, for the first time ever uh, I don't know if this uh, this client may be listening um i had to give a um i had to define the scope of the work ahead of time i've never had to do that uh, i've been bit a couple times mm-hmm. and suffered a loss once but this time i've actually had to say on this ask this is the monthly retainer these other things which may arise from this incur hourly rates at this and this is my estimate for these projects per hour and it's the first time I've had to define that, and um, but I think it helped establish a relationship up front. Right. Um, so there's no surprise once the commitment is expanded that the invoice w- would expand at the same time. That – I know that you're supposed to do that. I don't always do that. And sometimes – and it also depends on like what – what is being creeped. If it's something that's a little that you know, like I could I could tweak that in five minutes, that's sure. not a problem. But if it's we need a new logo set, no, that's not yeah. five minutes. That's another full separate project that yeah. should cost a few hundred dollars. Sure. Or it comes to a point, I mean I know I've had somebody come to me and say, this is the project that I want, this is my budget, or this is my budget, and I'd have to say, well, your budget is way under what you're asking for, and this is a work that should be handled by a larger agency, mm-hmm. which I will then 
whatever one of my friends, their agencies, I will send them to those agencies. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in the same place now where uh, it's finding that critical mass of side hustle to hours available, to income goals, to skill set, you know, personal capacity, where I have those two, three, four clients, depending on the month, that I can juggle and manage well. Uh, There's plenty of work out there. By self a day job and, and a wife and kids. That's that's the important thing to remember is there's a lot of work out there and you can you can say no. Yeah. And that's it's a lesson that takes a while to learn is saying no because like me, I want to help people. So when I say no, I'm like, ugh, I didn't help that person. But on the other hand, we're giving them to somebody else. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're talking here today as creatives, writing, mm-hmm. websites, development, uh, design. Uh, but uh, sitting here talking about this for the last 20 minutes, I, I begin to bring to mind like other people who are doing the same thing and they're bringing in subcontractors to do work, tool and die, trades, mm-hmm. plumbing. My brother is a, uh, a diesel mechanic, electrician, a former plumber, he's a welder. And uh, he also has a little side work as well on the weekends when he's off. There's always somebody you can count on mm-hmm. for an afternoon to work for a few hundred bucks. Um, I do think if we look at it that way, the side hustle is alive and the same rules apply for everybody. What can you expect out of that? Uh, I would refer people to Nathan Collier and the Content Marketing Lounge on Facebook for information. If you're, if you're a writer and you're a designer, uh, he sort of has written the book on how to take your side hustle to your hustle. And for me, I just can't, I can't get to that point where I'm confident uh, that I have enough side work that I can quit the day job. Well, that's the big part is, you know, you can talk to somebody, some of those people. And if you're really looking to quit a day job and go into a side hustle, that's something you kind of ramp up to. Yeah. Like you start talking and say, hey, if I gave you more availability, do you think you have more work for me? And then if they say yes, you know, you figure out, okay, you make a well, leap. well, they said they've got 20 to 30 more hours per month for work. I got a couple people saying that I can make that happen. Yeah. And it might even be that you turn your side hustle into your main hustle, but then you Maybe find a little new side hustle mm-hmm. to make sure that you're keeping the bills. Maybe it's something steady. Maybe it's something that um, pays you on a regular basis that you know you can yeah. at least have a little bit of income coming in. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I it's, it's determining all those things and making it work. Uh, it is far more common than I thought. I thought I was special, that I had this 9 to 5, but then I was cracking open the laptop uh, late at night uh, when nobody was looking and getting some work done and sending invoices out you know, from a coffee shop before I got to the office uh, at the beginning of the week. But it really is common. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if it's a result of uh, uh, short attention span by creatives or if it's the economy that our 9 to 5s aren't satisfying us uh, in all areas of financial gain or, or uh, an independence or a creativity outlet. I mean, if it makes you feel... Feel better. I still think you're special. Well, I'm like, <laughs> finally, 
Somebody. The whole point of this hot podcast was to let him know that. So this is the last one, folks. Right, that's it. We're wrapped this, this up. This is it. We're going to wrap it. It's episode four, Brian finds out he's special and we're done for the season. <laughs> that's, we finally got there. But I can't, my dad never had a side hustle. My dad worked and he worked hard. My mom worked and worked hard. Uh, there was no side hustle. I, is it the economy that requ- that our, our nine to fives aren't paying what we need? My dad kind of had a side hustle. He would go in and clean the office oh. on the weekends. I think he did it once during the weekend on the weekends. Um, so he always had a side hustle. I don't remember a time he didn't have a side hustle. Um, I think it's just that what you said, nine to five jobs just typically don't pay as much as they used to. And I think the bigger thing is benefits. Sure. If, if you, you might have a, a, a nine to five job that only gives you money. Like there's no yeah. continuing education. There's no health. There's no 401k. There's no other advantages you get by having this job. And sure. that's becoming more and more common. I think as the economy, as profit becomes more, yeah. important i'm gonna sound like a socialist now but that makes it easier for employer employees to go all right well if i'm just making money at this place i can go to other places and just make money yeah whereas if you're at a business that really takes care of you has a really good health care plan has a you know, 501k, has a 401k that they're contributing to as well. Uh And maybe they do offer continuing education. Maybe they will pay for X number of hours towards a master's degree or send you to conferences twice a year. That's worth it. That then becomes, they're showing that you're invested and you're getting extra benefits. Whereas if it's just money, I'm just looking for other places that are going to give me money. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, especially in, as far as creative work goes, it is trying to find that happy balance between it all. And for me, the side hustle gives me that. Uh, and it puts a little change in my pocket. allows me to do things that are just irresponsible, like buy t-shirt press. I mean, I even know big... I mean, owners, like big important people in the city or people that everybody know, like Chef Matt Hayden of Scratch uh, Catering. He started Meals from Scratch, and that kind of was a side hustle. That was a whole mm-hmm. separate thing that he's been growing to get meals to other people. Plus, he's looks like he's starting to play in a band. Right. So he's, from yeah, in my right. eyes, he's pretty successful, but he still has those side hustles. Yeah, you get the uh, Marty Grunder is, uh, owns a big landscaping place here in town. And Marty, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> But he really, I mean, he's, as much time he spends on developing his business here in the Miami Valley, he's on the road speaking. I think he wrote a book, and he, he's uh, big on small business development, and he's on the road talking to these other companies about how to grow their landscaping business, how to manage teams, how to mm-hmm. build culture, and those kind of operations. And it's really a side hustle that really may take as much. I, he probably can't remember the last time he was on a, on a mower. Maybe he can. I don't know. But I know that that travel from watching him on social media, he's out and about talking about business. Uh, externally as part of his side hustling is in, in-house. And that's, I do, th- if we take an inventory, maybe it is way more popular. I'm not nearly as special as I thought I was. Back to that. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying. 
Okay. But it really is more common. Well, apparently we're going to need more people to tell Brian he's special, so this is not the last episode. We'll be back. Hopefully you did not just abandon us when I said this was it. Hopefully we're, we're you made another out. five minutes. Well, listen, we could talk longer. We're a little short this week, but we both have side hustles to get back to, <laughs> and uh, the clients are calling the work to be done. Uh, I'll tell you, once when you hear this, we invite you to uh, leave a comment, let us know, send us an email. Uh, we'll leave instructions how to do that, and let us know about your side hustle and how much it plays a role in your day-to-day. And until then, uh, catch us next week on another Brian and Brian podcast. Have a good week. And we're out. <laughs>